0: So you know what you're going to learn on tonight's Tech Talk Taco Tuesday? You're going to learn how if I like something and you don't, it means that that product does not suck. It's just we have different opinions. Or you can like YZ400s and other things like, I can't remember the other stuff, but you're going to have to listen to the show. If you want to support Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, thank Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, fast company and you can always shop through amazon on our links on dirtbiketest.com and don't forget the push through button on rocky mountain mc also on www.dirtbiketest.com now here's the show like the announcer said you're with tech talk taco tuesday this is perm valley of the dirt people and uh logan tyler you're yes. back Good to good to see you. Um, you survived a trail ride with me mm-hmm. over the weekend. Better than uh, Cooper. Yes, who can't be Hold here on. tonight. Hold on. We fixed we fixed the problem. Yep, it's fixed. I, I thanks uh, Desert Adventures um, and uh, Rick Levon for helping us uh, diagnose that, or at least telling us we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> So 628 Motorsports, R Motorsports wants to know what my view on electric dirt bikes is. And good question. I was actually um, texting with a friend of mine uh, who who I want to bring on the show because he pre-ordered a Stark Varg. And did you order one, Logan? No. You didn't? Your dad? No. Anybody you know? Nope. Okay. Well, he's the only one that I know that did. And I wanted to... because. Uh, the media went over there. They flew select media over to someplace to go ride it. And I think they're under an embargo because they wrote it. And I heard that some of them were pretty impressed. They, they liked it. Uh, But there was always, but in everybody that, that, that I heard talk to somebody else. I haven't talked to any of them personally, but they, there was, there was, Oh, it's going to be great. But, and it was, yeah. Then there was this, this is the problem with anything new. And I'm not just, not just electric dirt bikes, anything that's always new. It's okay. Here's the new thing. Like when, when I remember when monoshock came out, that was single shock, which is pretty much every bike these days The oh, it's great. But you know, in, in the early ones, yeah, they were overheating and they didn't work as good as the twin shocks and whatever, but it was new disc brakes. Oh, they're great. But you know, they evidently didn't work when they got wet and there's all these other things. Uh, overheated <laughs> fluid you get air in your fluid uh all these things but it, this can be said for almost anything that's new so when we get to the electric bikes this is where we're at with stuff it's it's still changing it's going to evolve uh it's not going to be too long um before they're as good as um performance wise in a lot of categories as what we're currently riding as gas bikes And then there's going to be some things they're better at and some things that they're worse at. And there'll be some things that they'll never be as good as gas bikes. And there's be some things that, you know, it's, it's, that's just the nature of it. And if people are going to, you know, start companies, form companies that want to sell electric bikes and they want to compete, they've got to compete in whatever the, the market is. And right now it involves gas bikes. So I don't, until I ride one that there's not a, Kind of a but, that it's not a real limiting factor, then it's like they don't, they don't, they kind of don't really matter. It's still kind of an emerging thing. I like to try them to see how they are, but if, if I can only ride it for 30 minutes, that's out for me. It doesn't matter where. And, and, and if I can only trail ride it for two hours, that's not enough for me. You know, I want three at least, four, five, six. Yeah. So this is where the electric is currently having issues um and then and then you know having the ability if you're using it in a remote location to charge it back up you know you're not going to drag a giant diesel generator out with you to your favorite trail riding camping spot to charge your bike up so but they're mostly talking about them right now for motocross use and for that you know having a having a battery that's maybe interchangeable you know might be a good thing so that you can take a couple battery packs and get your you know get your Need of riding in um, but uh the we'll wait and see and uh, see what everything how it all works out so that's uh that's my view the funny thing is so just in the last week I've seen three or four companies launch their electric bikes and one looked uh, actually both of them or two of them to me looked like more of an artist's rendition than an actual real i mean it didn't it, it was it was a pretty well done them um you know picture (laughs) but i don't think it was real uh and then and then some of the other ones uh it looked like somebody just uh, it looked like they they went to some place where they clone stuff you know china asia someplace over there and they took a yz 450 and then dropped an electric motor into it and i'll tell you right now that that isn't going to work um, that bike was designed to have a gas motor in it. And they're, they're, if, you, if you've if you seen how long Yamaha's been playing around with moving that engine around, moving little things around, adjusting it to get it to work the way that they want it, you can't just drop another motor. Just like when they take the old two-stroke 500s, like the CR500, KX500, and drop it in an aluminum chassis, and they go, yeah, 500, great. I've ridden some of those things. They're horrible. I mean, it's fun to ride. It's like, yeah, 500 makes a lot of power, but... They don't handle very well. They vibrate like crazy. And so um, an electric motor cannot just be dropped into a, you know, knockoff chassis. And like those knockoff chassis, FYI, because there's there's a company that makes a really good looking knockoff of the Honda CRF chassis, the older, a little bit older generation one. If you were to cut it in half, or if you were to pull the engine out and just look at some of the webbing and the channeling and stuff like that, it's nothing it looks like it on the outside. it's kind of the same shape, but that's really all it is so that's my view um uh not really ready for um prime time yet but i if if um if it is I mean, you know, I'll eat my words on it, but I think, I think even with some of these ones, Stark came out, and I think that well, they wanted to make a splash. They did. Um, they've got a, uh, you know, they got a big company, a lot of investors behind them, and there's a lot of money in that operation. And they, and they kind of did what Cannondale did. If I want to bring up a, another thing that was going to revolutionize and change everything, they said, "Hey, look at us. We're going to do this, this, and this, and we're going to do it. We're going to be the best right when we come out." And that's a pretty bold statement. You know, when they're talking about 80 horsepower, which we don't need, nobody needs 80 horsepower. It's kind of a nice number to throw around, but like 80 horsepower. And, you know, this, this, and then some of the lengths of time the bike was going to run, some of the charging time stuff just didn't make sense with current battery technology. So, um, maybe by the time they release it, that stuff will be (laughs) um, going. I don't know. So, that's a um yeah the stark varg is coming soon we don't know how soon but i i media um yeah so they're talking about some of the horsepower packages that it, yeah you can get it with 60 horsepower um anyways that's it once you know once i ride one and it's good i'll let you know they'll be the first i rode the alta alta was really good i was actually really surprised at the 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 time trail riding we got out of it but you know, it wasn't, uh, you know, on the, on the motor track, you could kind of, you could kind of cook the battery pretty quick. In other words, I couldn't get one of my normal motos length of time, you know, 25, 30 minutes. I couldn't ride the bike for that or it, it would ride. It would, it would, but the last seven, eight minutes, it was sluggish. It was like somebody was dragging the rear brake. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, that, and that was the best at the time. And it was, it was really good when it was on full power and it worked and that was only riding it at three, not four. They had four positions and like three, four was almost too much. And I, I would have gone in and remap some stuff to kind of make a combination of three and four for moto, but that's me. I'm picky.
1: So anyways, you know what we got to do? What do we, we got to do? Thank our sponsors. Climb, DDC, Takamoto, Yamaha, Scott Sports, Troll Tech, Fast Company. You need to sound way
0: more enthusiastic about this. You need to say, this show, Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, is brought to you by. Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Troll Tech. Can we just get a knob, like maybe like a knob on your chest that I turn it up and it just, it changes the tone and excitement, you think?
2: Okay, <laughs> one more there. time. Read them, read
0: them one more time, Logan, because I'm going to do something really important here.
1: On TikTok Taco Tuesday. We are sponsored by Yamaha Takamoto Scott Sports Climb DDC Trail Hard Tech. Hard to do this with one hand, by the way. Fast Company. Jimmy Lewis off-road. That was Company. No,
0: that's that sound fine. That sound that was, that, that, sounded, fine. That, that sounded fine right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And tonight tech talk taco Tuesday is brought to you by uh this um of course it's backwards for them, but uh I'll hold it up for the other show uh Logan, you get to say this word what's what's it called Silence is the best thing yep. for the podcast great, Diablos great. with a g. g Diablos with a g it's 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 los Guy Guda uh, Yido uh, Dose. Guda. Uh, I haven't even had any but I'm already Gouda. I'm getting excited. Guda uh, Dose. Yeah. Um it's uh you can't get it in the States. This is something I picked up down in uh down in uh Cabo when I was down there at, at the tequila shop. West Coast tequila, by the way, if you're curious. Really nice guy down there. Um I had a little tasting and found some stuff that I didn't like. So this is the other thing we do. It's it's, it should be called tech talk tequila Tuesday because we had way more tequila. At least I have on this show than tacos. So uh, yeah, I'll let you know how it is. So again, one more time sponsors with some spunk, Logan,
1: Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott sports, climb, DDC, trail tech, fast company, Jimmy Lewis off road, better ride rider podcast, and there's a there's a there's a discount code for that isn't there for, for jimmy lewis off-road uh tech talk 22
0: tech talk 22 if you want this this uh the be, or the um online riding schools we have there for beginner riders like somebody that has not ridden at all um those are that's
3: the uh, beginner rider schools and there's a little discount tech talk 22 is that code and another thing I want to chime in there is if you purchase the, the online writing school or learn to ride cur- uh, curriculum on there, you also receive access to our beta test of the of the online coaching option right now allows you to oh. make an appointment with me and we can actually go ahead and review a video that you submit. This is also available to if anyone who's attended the Jimmy Lewis Offroad Riding School in person, I would say within the last year. Okay, but you're in charge of all technically this. Technically, I'm right learning long-term about long-term this right long-term. now. Yeah. That's good. No, so I, we've discussed this before, but I don't think we've just, I, don't, I think it was just like once. But yeah, so the online coaching is available. It's just right now we're in the testing mode, uh, testing it on a larger scale. We've done a beta test of this last year, which if you were involved in that beta test, please let me know and I can set you up with some uh, Set so you up with some uh, goodies as well.
0: Okay, and goodies, so, yeah,
3: goodies and free
0: coaching. That's there's nothing better than that if you're looking mm-hmm. for a deal and you learned about it here on Tech Talk. So yeah, it, this
3: is this is limited though. By the way, this isn't. for It's going to get cut off at the first X amount of people. Yeah, when once we get to a certain amount of people, which the, I'm going to keep to myself. Matt's threshold of of being able to handle it, right? Because we're testing again. We're testing this at scale.
0: So, right. So what products in that list did you use today, Logan? Used today. Did you ride dirt bikes today? No. Did you go to school? Yes. Did you learn anything? No. Oh, aren't you supposed to be getting out of school here pretty quick tomorrow? So, what were you thinking about using it? Were you thinking about riding a YZ125? Ooh, yeah. I getting an Irish. ECU for your bike out of from Takamoto?
1: Wearing Scott Sports goggles, lights transitioning lenses. I woke up with a pair of goggles. Scott's in my bed this morning but
0: oh that's a, that's so, something that's... We, <laughs> we don't want to know about this <laughs> yeah um let's see there are some good questions regarding uh, electric bikes electric bikes any thoughts on the fim Explore world cup i need to know john i need to know a little bit more about that i know um my buddy eric pinard is very involved with this i don't think it's what you think it is? I think it's going to be like a little bit like that extreme e car thing that they're doing. It's going to be it's going to be more about kind of show. It's going to be a little made for TV, made for green. Um, than it is. It's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be like a little urban cross or super motard or I. I really don't know what it is. But I know that um, James Stewart is fielding an electric bike team in that event
3: oh that's what his announcement was yeah i was wondering what that was yeah so james
0: stewart is actually um uh fielding a team honda is using mugen and yamaha is using emx powertrain to do r&d in this series is what john says so i knew that mugen was involved they have one of the teams so evidently there was x amount of teams uh they would they they allowed in and i think it was like 12 teams and then so there's a there's some fuel factory things. So maybe where that maybe that's where that, that Yamaha, that YZ four fifty thing looking thing is, and maybe maybe it isn't exactly a a complete copy. I haven't seen. I didn't. I, I there's the, the journalists these days are so poor. Like I can't even go look at any of the stuff and get real information. So. It's about as it's about as good as getting information for me, right, Logan? Sure. Okay.
3: Okay. Good. Well, <laughs> we 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 did have a discussion last week that was actually pretty good information. There was more than the the press releases uh, about KTM uh, stuff. Oh, well, I want
0: to get back to that. Yeah, KTM <laughs> released their twenty twenty three two strokes, mm-hmm. right? And. Yep. I want to read straight out because I remember I said I needed to do some research. Yes. I actually yes. do research when I do research. So I, I actually called some people, but here's what they said. This is about the reed valve in the 2023 SX and XC bikes. It says the reed valve case has received important design update with newly added plastic flaps on the outside of the reed valve case for better sealing of the entire intake track. What is this? This is the question I had. I'm like, what is this? Because that's straight out of their thing. I don't know what the newly added plastic flaps on the outside of the reed valve case for better sealing of the entire intake track. So what I do know is that KTMs for a long time have not had reed stops. So that's the, those are the metal pieces that bolted on that usually when you bolted your reed valves on, on top of that, you would, you would bolt the reed stops, which would prevent the reeds from flexing out too far and fluttering. Okay, here's, here's where it gets interesting. This new design negates overfueling in extreme up or downhill sections with no bogging or running rich. Okay, so that plastic ceiling thing is indeed, I was told, as I called Nast, it's reed stops. They now have reed stops in there. But I was wondering, like, what this new plastic thing that could, that could help with overfueling in extreme uphill sections with no bogging or running rich. So explain me this, because if this is a problem, was it a problem on carbureted bikes or was it a problem on the TPI bikes? And I know people have said that the TBI, TPI bikes do funny things, but I've never been able to duplicate any of the funny things that they're claiming they do. But the only thing going through the reed valve on a TPI bike is air. This is shocking to most people. <laughs> the only thing going through your reeds in the TPI bike is air. So there's no pooling up of fuel or anything weird happening there. And so when I asked, I dug about how does this get the overfueling or underfueling with uphills, extreme uphills, and downhills, Bob's raising his hand. If you're unfamiliar with the show, Bob is sitting over here in the peanut gallery. It's the peanut gallery over there. He's hiding now. Good. Uh, and uh, you're raising your hand and you're going to say?
2: Uh, maybe it has something to do with the wall effects of the intake manifold itself.
0: The wall effects. Yeah. So that the the, the, in, the
2: velocity of the air down the walls is at a different, significantly different speed than what it is going through the middle. of
0: Right. No, it, It's it's the... It's, I don't know how it, I don't know how it does better sealing. I have no idea where, cause they're still using a V4 style read, except they're using boys and reads. This is what KTM is doing. And so, so they, so when I dug into it a little bit more, they said maybe that the, that there was a mistranslation about that design and the overfueling, which is kind of a weird word, had something to do with read flutter. And it was like, and, and the person who wrote this doesn't know anything about <laughs> a lot of things, but they're really good at um, interpreting this. So I don't know. I st- I still don't have a satisfactory answer. I haven't seen a picture of one of these Reed valves yet. I asked, um, but then again, nobody in the United States had evidently seen a picture of these Reed valves either. So um, they have the bikes, and I guess they haven't taken them apart, or they don't take them apart yet. So we'll find out. We'll figure it out. Um, we'll get to the bottom of this eventually. But that's what I, and I can't believe that of all these excellent media sources, nobody questioned it, not even Motocross Action, who, you know, Jody would usually go do a deep dive on this stuff. And he saw this kind of stuff, he would go ask the questions. And uh, the kids don't do this anymore. They just want to know did, it, did they put purple in the graphics? Because purple's a cool color, purple's awesome. Like Barney, the big dinosaur, purple dinosaur. Mm-hmm. I used to ride with my buddy Dave and I used to dress him up in purple gear because I thought that was cool. I'd give him all my purple gear. Call him Barney.
1: hmm
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, just a lattice of coincidence is what I talk about here. <laughs> so anyways, uh, all you guys on the, the uh, lives on the the – the Instagrams, I'm going to have to shut it off because my phone's at 2% battery, and it's good to see you. You can find us at YouTube Live right now, at Facebook Live on Dirt Bike Test right now. And then, of course, this show gets recorded, so you can skip through all the BS, and then you can clip out the parts where Logan talks, <laughs> and then, the, you'll, then like, you'll save on 2% of your time because 98% of the time I'm talking. So, anyways, cheers, everybody. We'll see you off on that show, so bye. I want to end now. Yes. Cool. Okay. So, just wow. another Just another channel to stream to. Right. We can't do it, though. They're, they're weird. That, they, 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 Instagram people are weird. I can say that now that they're gone, right? <laughs> they just like looking at pictures. They don't want any facts. They probably got
3: mad that I was dropping facts in a minute. They probably want uh, some more I got you in my pocket. Oh. Which we should have done that when we were out on the 125s last week. I've overdone 125. So they are the best sounding bike for in your pocket. Mm-hmm. But um see what what I would like though is like a I got you my pocket comparison like between you how you ride a 125 and how like how I would ride a 125 mm. Logan would ride a 125 so you could hear like that distinct throttle differences cuz I know for for I know like for you it's a lot more just on it versus like for Logan and I it's, it's not necessarily as I would say as wide open. Or as aggressive. No,
0: it's just, that's, that's, um, experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you can't just show up and ride pro. Yeah. Exactly. Neither can can I. Um, (laughs) okay.
1: What is MN family off-road adventures want to know? KTM drops four stroke and two stroke motors in the same frame. Think they could make a better handling two stroke if they use separate frames. Man, that's
0: a really good question. Um, it's not the same frame. It is a little bit different. Uh, and it has to do with the way where they are mounting the engine and stuff like that. So it's the frame lowers and stuff. And that does control a lot of the characteristics of the motor. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure they're using most of the the upper parts. And it wouldn't surprise me if they're different. I mean, it's the same. It's it's the same shape. Uh, mm-hmm. But I wouldn't surprise me if there's some different gusseting and, and things like this. And KTM's like learned that there's a – they've learned that there is a – like an ideal zone that they can build their chassis into. And all the manufacturers kind of have this. So that's why you don't see something that's really weird with really weird rake and trail or, or, you know, strange wheelbases and stuff. It's kind of all been homogenized into this kind of zone. But – I think they do all the tuning with the, with the head stays and with the, you know, with the, you know, the swing arms and things like that. Um, I think it's, I think they're getting pretty close to where you can drop almost anything into the same, same thing. Cause you've got some spinning parts, but it'd be really interesting to see if having, you know, cause the two stroke crank, there's less inertia and less weight, but I don't know. Um, I'm sure they try it, but we'll see. Um, yeah, two stroke only frame. I can tell you it's real easy to screw it up and to put <laughs> just just like we were talking, those five dropping those five hundred motors into the you know, the two stroke chassis into the aluminum frames
3: was a real eye opener on on things. So he actually had another question that I think is uh interesting to talk about. Just because I know your I know Jimmy's opinion on on this topic. You gonna read it? Uh, KTM 50cc. You know what else you need, Logan? A string
0: that comes out of your back, and I just pull it, and then then you start reading. That'd be good. So I have a knob to adjust the excitement, and then I just pull the string. So I thought maybe there'd be some wink or something like that
1: we'd give you. I thought Matt hinted pretty hard on that one, but okay. Size electric, big bike looks to have some suspension issues just from watching kids ride them. KTM 50 cc's. That's a that that's um, that's drunk texting.
0: <laughs> KTM sized electric big looks to have suspension issues. I think electric bike, like the the, the big frame of that. The big frame. Well, they they have the they they the bikes that they're riding in the in the supercross, like the junior supercross challenge. Mm-hmm. Those things look like they're working just like the gas ones as far as when I watch the kids on them, you know, and I watch the kids at the track. I've ridden that bike. That is – could be currently the best electric bike on the market. It used to be the Oset for sure. The Oset was. And the Alta was good. But that KTM 50 uh, for what it is and everything is a really good electric bike. It does everything as good as the gas one. Some stuff maybe even better. And it rips, and -hmm. you can push a button. You can make it not rip, and it doesn't make any noise. Yeah, I remember you saying it was the your favorite electric bike, so that's why I've yeah. um, I I haven't noticed. I I watched the kids ride them, and none of none of those bikes look like they they really super handle great. Um, You're dealing with really tiny tires on bikes that are actually pretty powerful, and that's a that's a little bit of an issue. But uh, that's what you that's what you get with ten inch wheels size does matter um uh what does john jackson want to know
1: it looks like ktm has a new button to add to the handlebar to go along with traction control and launch control what do you think of the electronic quick shift being offered electronic quick shift is about 10 years too late it
0: was 10 years ago transmissions kind of sucked <laughs> and there was some bikes you needed to KTMs in particular that you needed to you know pull the clutch in they they hadn't figured out the undercut on the gear dogs or the the facing on the gear dogs and the angles on the shift forks and stuff like that just right but um i i i went like okay so glenn helen has a long ass start straight away and you use it a lot of times on every lap and one of the things I do when I go test a bike there is go down there, and when I'm going around that trying to hold the thing wide open and I just tap the shifter and I see how bikes shift and it's rare these days that a bike won't just shift under full power full load with no clutch, just just banging the shifts so um yeah I think I think it's it's a gimmick it's a showroom gimmick is my opinion <laughs> it's something that we um I don't know. Yeah, Mark. Uh, this this tequila is really good. It's getting like it's. I I I taste tested it down there, and it was the most expensive one I bought. And I'm glad I did. This stuff is really really good. We need to have Janie come in and certify that I had these, and then pour them.
2: Oh yeah,
3: there you go. So you can add, get work on going to yeah. Get it, the you list. Yeah. Get
0: to, are you on two hundred tequilas? Two. I'm two high high two hundreds now. Nice. There we go. And they stole my trophy. My trophy was in the other house, and now it's back at the bar. Oh, so and And I didn't also have a trophy. Yeah, George had one too. We didn't even get to drink the tequila that was in the trophy, which I need to go fix that.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Reed, Anthony, uh, have you been testing betas recently? No, have not. Actually, we need to. I need to get one. I was talking to somebody about a beta today, and um, the fact that you can't adjust the idle with their fuel injection system. Like you have to actually program the idle in. Oh really? And I kind of remember this on an older one, but um, now I'm curious. So, and he says, thinking of entering corners. That's uh, with the oh, Honda 50s. 50s, the Honda 50. I mean the KTM, the KTM. KTM 50s. Uh, I like entering corners. I'm not thinking about it right now though.
1: <laughs> what does Chris real want? friend of the show? Chris real. Lots of chassis tuning can be done with motor mounts and headstays. You can test this by playing with different motor mounts.
0: And I have, and I do. Everybody thinks I'm crazy when I drill small holes in my certain bikes, engine mounts, and stuff like that. Or I adjust the torque and I say I feel a difference, but then I'm a pretty
3: pod P. Princess and the P. Princess. Princess and the P. Princess. Yeah. Which do you even know what that story is? Um. Did, like, did they did they try to teach me this in school? Uh, probably. I, that's where I remember it from. Or like, or
0: was it my mom? Like a is it like a fairy tale or something? That it's kind of like a fairy tale. It's like and
3: they like taught you thing. that in school. Yeah, they taught it in school. Different stories. Maybe you know, that's, that's what happened stories. to you in
0: school. Yeah. No, in school I got my ass whipped when I was drawing pictures of motorcycles on my peachy folder.
3: Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. Um. Do I think betas will enter Supercross and Motocross? I think they're planning on doing Motocross. Is what I heard. I, they're doing it in at the next MXGP's.
3: Year, I thought next year they there was it twenty three that they're going to come out Supercross, or is it twenty four? Because I thought they were asking about. I think it's. I thought they're asking about manufacturing, min, like the minimum models they need to manufacture to enter.
0: Right. Yeah. There's homologation and stuff because they're they're supposedly coming out with a new bike, mm-hmm. um, a new Motocross only, a very Motocross specific bike. But they needed to, to get they will they would need to get enough of them over here, and I I think they're like everybody else is having supply chain issues and right. different things uh, like that. But yeah, it sounds like they're going to be over here. What does Mitchell Rainford like to know? What would he like to know?
1: I'm 135 pounds, which sh- suggests a big bore YZ125, like a 167. Or a detuned YZ250 for off-road riding and a little motocross.
0: Since I'm 200 pounds, well, I'm not anymore, but close to it. You should answer this question. You're better.
1: I'm one pound lighter than you, and I don't really like big bores. I've really only had one, but didn't like it too much.
0: I'm agreeing with um, Logan on this. They're 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 really finicky. It, yeah, I would just leave your y if well leave a yz 125 a yz 125 or take a yz 250 and i don't hopefully i think he's talking two strokes both of those mm-hmm. but you know what's real interesting you can take the 125 and you can turn the throttle farther or you can take mm-hmm. the 250 and not turn it as far turn it the other way yep and then you should you can so either one will will work just like a 167
3: yeah i i was never i never felt like i was lacking power on that 125 at, at Glen Helen, right and it has some hills yeah yeah it's like I, I i i really would struggle to see the reason why you would want to put a big bore most most
0: riders that that are looking for the big bore will not rev the bike like it's meant to be revved mm-hmm. they want to they want to ride it they want a higher power to lower rpm which is understandable that's 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 the, what they're kind of shooting for um ktm doesn't no longer makes a 200 but that was the perfect bike for that they they actually for a couple years they made the 200 xc i think they have a 200 sx i think they had a 200 sx but um that was it was built on the 125 platform and they ended up breaking um so uh yeah i i think yeah. The new YZ is, is really fun to ride. And it's, and it's in the one place that the YZ kind of has it on the, on the um, Austrian bikes is the low end mid range. Mm-hmm. And for sure on the newer one, on the 2022, they, they, I don't want to say they sacrificed s- some of it. I don't think they actually lost anything down there. Their top end is just so much better now. It makes it feel like more like a one twenty five. You know, you, you don't really want to ride it down there because the top end is so much better. Right. But I can see, you know, I mean, I heard you guys riding it. You had no problem in riding it down there. No. <laughs> like you were talking about that, that uh, I've got you in my pocket. Jimmy versus Matt versus Logan. <laughs> what is Logan versus Trevor at Glen Helen at 330? No clue. You get smoked. He's, yeah. He's faster than me now i think I, I think I could take him on motocross
3: but only only because I can get a better start than him,
0: and then I just nerf him <laughs> yeah
3: I did like watching you guys go back and forth towards the end of the that intro he was he was i'm pretty sure he was letting me
0: go by i I don't think he was because if he got when he got in front of me he could i think he could have gone a little mm-hmm. bit because he was I, i'll give him i'll give it forty percent lighter rider mm-hmm. uh 60% he races and he's fast so that's go. it was okay. nj to to tozek tozek
1: i'm going to buy a new 350 torn between a husqvarna fe350 S- or oh that's a specific thing for that
0: yeah so that's the that's the dual sport one
1: oh, okay or just get a fx then put street legal kit to register it. Not sure what's cheaper, cost effective being the F E S is so choked up. That's a that's a
0: that's a good logical question right there because I see. I mean, just because maybe the circles I'm in, I see way more guys that buy the S and then spend a lot of money to turn them into like an F X style power now at least with the huskies they're they're pretty similar but it goes it, it the, the the question here is like where are you gonna where are you gonna be riding it and how important is like the suspension settings because i think that the s is quite a bit quite a bit softer and more complacent you know when you start looking at it you're gonna have to replace not only that but the tires a lot of the street legal stuff mm, probably not as robust as you would think um And then, and then, so I think, I think cost wise, you'd be in a much better path if, if, if you're not afraid of the power that the, 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 the FX has, um, if that's not going to be too much, but it'd probably be easier to detune that than it would be to bring the the S up. So I would, I would go with, and especially if in your state, you can, you can put the street legal stuff. Oh, and he's talking about open desert and mountain single track. Uh, Once you go to open desert, you're going to want the power. Um, mountain single track, it's more about just making sure that power is manageable. Um, I, I think that the the more cost effective is going to be FX with the the kit, the dual sport kit on it. So that's where that's where I would go, and then you can probably buy lots of uh, jacked up FE's with all kinds of crazy stuff done to them, FESs <laughs> that the guys just went and bought it. <laughs> FXs eventually, so yeah. Hopefully, I answered your question. I think I did a good job there.
3: Yeah,
0: I need the I need the sound effect where I give myself a round of applause. Yeah, good. See, go. see
3: how that worked, Logan.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we got questions on you the only sheet. Only one though. Yeah.
3: One for show. Eric Wyden,
1: he has a FE five hundred one running, wanting to use Nitro Moose in District thirty seven running Parker DTs, 80, 100s, 21. New tech website calls for the NM21-210, but other sites like Rocky Mountain list the NM21-222. No, 220 for that tire.
0: So he's basically going between the two sizes. He's going, he's, because the, the front comes in either uh, 210 or 220. Mm-hmm and those are the two sizes
1: he was thinking of running a larger moose because the bike's a little heavier he's 215 without gear and has been riding 13 psi in the front it's a big guy with tubeless
0: okay so everything that he just that we described about himself i like the first line though what's the, what's the first line of that
1: hey jimmy what my name is eric
3: yeah
1: it's important <laughs> I, no, I was really – I'm actually
0: complimenting you, Logan, because you actually went straight into summarizing that. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't just go straight into reading it because why would <laughs> – it's good to start out with that. Hey, Jimmy, my name is Eric. <laughs> uh, so he. So he's a big guy. He likes running, you know, 13 PSI, which is, you know, good for tubes. With the bigger guy, I wouldn't go down any much lower than that. Um, and so – he wants to – There's. I don't think there's going to be any disadvantage for a bigger guy. He's going to get a little bit longer life out of the bigger moves. The only disadvantage is going to be a little harder to mount. And so I was – I was – if Nitro Moose recommends one and Rocky Mountain recommends another, that's that's a very that's interesting to me and I wonder if that's a typo or curious. And by the way, if you want to buy stuff that you hear about in the show, I would go to Rocky Mountain but click through the banner on dirtbiketest.com. There's also a link in the show announcement, right? Yeah, there. link in the show announcement um because we get a little chunk of that and it helps keep this show afloat. And I saw the financials in this show and it's not floating very well. So um you can i guess you can we i signed something for facebook where we can get money now we can get monetized oh really yeah i don't know what i signed it probably means that we're gonna have to start paying them to do this show but i didn't read i maybe i didn't read the fine print enough
3: we'll see that but facebook's a good one to monetize
0: yeah so um but anyways i would go with what nitro moose says as a standard but i started thinking about this i wonder if you know because because you know rocky mountain has them on the shelf a little bit and the one thing that moose's don't have is very good shelf life and what they do is kind of the nitro moose's specifically is they kind of shrink a little bit and i'm wondering if they're kind of hedging their bet on knowing that that they can go a little bit over on the size with that and then you know you know knowing that it's only going to be it's only going to last longer, you know, stuff in a bigger moose in there tends to last a little bit longer and then you're going to get more moose for your money. So that's a, that's a good thing. And then the funny thing is I think he emailed me a couple of days later. He says, Hey, I found a guy in so-and-so that had a couple of them that he had in his garage for a couple of years uh, on sale that he had the, you know, whatever size, what do you think of that? And I'm like, shelf life, bro. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Keep coming back to like mooses are one thing that have shelf life. And uh, you know, like, I know when we were racing, you always wanted fresh mooses. I know the guys that are racing now that know what they're doing. Make sure they're getting fresh moose. So, um, yeah, go with the – especially if you're getting it from someplace where you're not really sure how long it's been out there. If if you have a size difference, it's a little bit – I would go up on the size. And then if it just happens to be too stiff for you, um, ride it a little bit, and it'll be fine, and then you'll get another use out of it. So – Um. Victor says that applause sounded like someone flapping furiously.
3: Oh, it wasn't flapping. Drop the L. Flapping? Flapping. Fapping. Flapping. 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 Oh, yeah. Fapping. Oh, yeah. fapping. Yeah. There we oh, go. Oh,
0: fapping. Yeah. Yes, Bob?
2: The plural for moose is moose. Mooses. No, moose.
0: The meese. Moose. Mooses. Just combine it all into one word. I mean, Matt know okay. That he was What about them? Plural for moose is just moose. Moose. Yeah. yeah. Lots of moose. There's a, there's a lot of... Did I say mooses when I was telling... I said get some mooses? Yeah. Well, maybe motorcycles are different than animals. <laughs> it's my show. I can make whatever words up I want. I watched this...
2: Yeah. I
3: thought <laughs> maybe, maybe like moose tubes would be a better way to say the plural. Or the moose inserts. Moose inserts. That might be the plural way. Fresh know. mooses. <laughs> you walk
2: right into it. I couldn't help myself.
3: Nice. All right, next question. Mm. Are you going to summarize or what? I don't know where to start because question 1
1: don't know what the bike is. Question 2 makes quite a bit of sense. Sam Burgie's question? Yeah.
0: Well, my bike is not running right.
1: Mhm.
0: Uh-huh. So, uh so he decided to take the top end off and inspect it. Mhm. Turns out, oh, I so I forged you this question. You did for me this, yeah, question. yeah. So,
3: so I got because I got a response on this. Um, yeah, and then I guess question two is like more of a follow up, but yeah. Right? How did that? Um,
0: oh, after this is a lot. There's a lot of questions. So he's he's on a he's on a Beta X trainer. So I think okay. I, I think after I got the first question, I said, hey, tell me what bike and stuff it is because it doesn't it's not making sense. So, uh, two, eight, thousand eighteen Beta, Beta X trainer. Um, he, he was, uh, basically took the top end off. And it turns out the power valve had so much carbon to deposit on it. It had seized. So I'm like going, wow, that's, that's a lot of carbon. Um, so my questions right then were, what oil are you running? Cause it's oil injected by the way. And. But he removed that. I, I found that out yeah. later. And so what oil are you running? And do you ever rev the bike out? And his answer was, it was a good oil. I think it was, I want to say it was Motul. It 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 wasn't oil that was known to be like a sticky or gummy oil, like a castor oil or something like that. And he said, no, I never rev it out. He's riding on really tight mountain single track and stuff like that. And then he also told me he took off the oil injection and now he's running it at 50 to 1. Which means I think the oil injection, and I don't know the numbers on beta because I've never been specifically told, but I think it's sixty to one to one hundred to one, kind of very similar to the KTM. It it it's so he's always running it at a much richer ratio. So generally, when you're running at low RPMs, the oil injection is putting it in there at a hundred to one. So he's doubling the amount of oil in there, and then never cleaning or revving the bike out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can it can you know build up and gunk up and whatnot so uh that's the i would (laughs) i would put the oil injection back on if i was going to ride like that and then i would just make a note of it every once in a while to you know clean the bike out you know to get on a road and let it rev or you know every once in a while kind of go rim rim you know clean it out so uh it's um it runs way better with a working power valve yes especially when they stick And, and I, I suspect it stuck down, (laughs) but maybe it stuck up. Maybe it got carboned up and then it finally, uh, he finally opened it up and then it went and stuck up because it would, it would run kind of the same if you're always lugging it around and it stuck down. So I'm, I'm guessing it stuck up. You know, it was, it was all gummy on the face. And when that face got pushed up along the side of the cylinder, it, it got stuck in there. So, um, Oh, he sent his bike. Uh, There's a rooster endo segment in this as well? There is a rooster endo segment. There could have been some editing on the pre-production part of this thing. So after 150 hours, I'm doing the top end. Um, When reassembling, what oil do you recommend using? Car motor oil, assembly lube, T2, Premix, or something else? Uh, Generally, I put a little tiny bit of whatever two-stroke oil I have convenient to me around the rings and slap it together. Uh, Same thing on the wrist pin that's that's all i that's all i do i put a ktm 500 top end back together yesterday
3: oh yeah
0: yep yours the one Uh, you i was gonna ask if is this is this the one i'm familiar with yep but man i just took the literally i took the piston and everything out of the box it came from the K. you know it was a ktm cylinder and piston assembly Mm -hmm. the rings were inserted in there everything was in there and i'm just like I'm just putting it together. I didn't put any oil or nothing in there. Just put some oil on the pin. Yeah. Slid the piston, the cylinder, right in there, right on. It's fine.
3: That could. Get, it's going to get oil pretty quickly once it's starting to move, right? You'd hope so. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, because it <laughs> needs to be oiled the whole time it's running. But it'll, you know, a couple. There's, there's a little bit of lubrication in gasoline, so mm-hmm. it'll be fine. It's fine. It runs right now. Ran good. I nice. Already, nice. already ridden it. So. Yep, same thing. I just took that head that I had assembled and just dropped it. It was ready to go. Cool.
1: Eric? Hermstead. Hermstead, yeah. How do you decide what front tire to get? Hard terrain, soft, medium. I mostly ride SoCal mountain deserts, so there's a variety of terrain from hard pack fire trails, sand to rocky hills. I like the tread pattern of the Michelin Starcross Five ter- hard terrain tire, ninety-one hundred by twenty-one, and I am thinking about going to the Starcross Six. What type of tire is best for the a lot of different terrains?
0: Um. <sighs> Man, tires are, like I always say, tires are a personal thing. Um, I can tell you what tire I like, and then somebody else can tell you what tire they like. And we, you'd think we were talking about the same tire, and they're two completely different tires. So I always say it's 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 kind of up to you to, to test and try. I mean, I would definitely go with people that, that that you respect, try what they like. And then if I tell you to use a tire, and you try that tire, and you don't like it, then you don't like the feel that I like. It's not that it's not the tire sucks. It's like you don't like the feel that I like. And then you should find somebody that likes stuff that I don't like and then go with their suggestion and see how you find this. And then you start learning who you can who you can trust. I mean, I not trust who whose opinion you um, respect, use works for you. Works stuff for like you. this. Yeah. So. I have been I have been more of a I've been more and it was kind of funny because I completely switched. I used to be soft terrain tire all the time. And that was when I was kind of doing more like ISDE stuff and and grass tracks and really um, looking for I, I guess I was kind of maybe pushing it a little bit more like riding a little bit faster. And then as i as i've started concerned getting more concerned about like a little bit with durability and other stuff i've switched to more of the hard track tire all the time i don't want this intermediate like compromised all the time tire a tire that doesn't work good at either ones i found that and now i i really cuz most of the time i'm riding i'm not really on groomed tracks or riding grass tracks i'm riding on like what he's talking about this kind of hard packed desert stuff uh, terrain and i found that using you know, a hard train tire, you kind of get used to that little bit of a, that little bit of a slip. It doesn't, it doesn't yield the same amount of kind of like bite, but it also doesn't let go as hard. And with the intermediate tires, I've kind of found that it doesn't have that bite and then it lets go hard. (laughs) So for me, it's the, it's like anything that's not focused at what it's doing. It's just trying to do everything well. It doesn't do one thing good. So um I've gone to hard train tires. I actually really like the Kenda Parker DT is my favorite, but it has to be used in the intermediate direction. I'm sorry, hard direction. Yeah. Man, I always You screw, always screw, say that. Screw that up cuz it seems like it's everybody wants to put it on the intermediate, but put it on the hard direction and what that yields is way way better break. Actually, on that front tire, everything is better when it's on the hard direction. And uh so so that's kind of my go to. He did he he didn't really he talked what did he throw a brand in there or something? He was uh happy Michelin. With, he's he was looking at the Michelin Star Cross five Hard terrain. Hard terrain. Um and then they I think is is the Star Cross are all of them they're kind of the same tread pattern,
3: but they're different compounds. Do you know? Not no, sure.
0: Know. Yeah, I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure either.
3: I I think it is it's like a similar tread pattern right compounds i'm gonna look it up right so but then now they have a
0: star cross six and evidently it's got more it's supposed to be better and stuff trevor wrote it there's a there's a test up on dirt bike test so um give it a give it a read there if you're looking at that tire um the there's some golden tires that guys are really happy with like some of the fatty front tires um some guys really really like those uh just kind of you know bouncing around some different ideas there but um the good thing is there's if there's if you buy one and you don't like it man if you take it off quick you can sell it to your buddy for you know mostly what you paid for it and try something different some of those tusk tires are actually pretty good believe it or not um i actually believe it um i've ridden with them i've tested them so if you buy those go over to rocky mountain mca tv and uh click on that link and give those a try actually at the price point you're not going to go wrong with those either those are pretty good tires yeah, so, so just
3: looking at Michelin's websites, they look like similar. Yeah, they're all the similar uh, tread patterns and stuff. Yeah, except and, the sand.
0: Yeah, and in reality, uh, you know, it, it's don't don't be fooled by don't let your eye looking at the tread pattern uh, tell you if a tire works good or not. I've, I learned to just let that go out the window a long time ago. some stuff looks really good and you say, oh, that's got to work really good. And you ride it and like, oh, that's weird. Cause there's so much to do with the casing and then the pressure running and, you know, different things like that that can make a huge difference. The direction of the tire can make a huge difference. So, okay. Cool. Victor has a question
3: and then we're going to, then we're going to go to commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's do this question since it's pretty relevant. It's fresh.
1: What tire do you recommend for an adventure bike ready to get the stock ones out, desert, hard pack and loose shale roads, but I have to ride one or two hours before getting to the trails. What do you recommend? 60 slab, 40 dirt, or 50, 50?
0: Kenda Parker.
1: No, Kenda, Kenda big blocks is what I run.
0: I run the Kenda big blocks. And like I always say, Kenda supports my riding school. Um, but I would probably use them anyways, especially the the big blocks, because they're they're very similar to the Continental TKC 80s, which is another really good adventure tire. But if you start looking at all these different adventure tires, uh, you can go get on a war on AdventureRider.com if you say something about adventure tires, because there's there's it's very religious, it's almost like two stroke oil. And I will tell you that my experience is testing all these different things is some of those weird brands if you see some claims and they're consistent about getting extremely good mileage, there's extremely low traction. And, and some of the riders that are getting the extremely good mileage have no idea what good traction is because that's all they're concerned about is long mileage. And then some of the other ones that have really good traction, um, I've seen the durability of them uh, just be horrific and or Something is up with the impression. impression The guy that's writing the impression is out in left field and doesn't know anything about traction either. Maybe you got a free set of tires. So um I get free sets of tires and I run the Kenda big blocks, and I would. So that's what I would run. And no matter what, if you're get if if you're getting, and everybody says, well, I need to get six thousand miles out of the tire. You're not going to get six thousand miles out of the tire. You're going to get. 1500 to 3000, depending on how you, well, no, I've seen guys blow them off in about 800 miles. If you're running with a lot of luggage and you like to really twist the throttle, you can really, you can wreck a tire. But the, the interesting thing is you're only going to wear out that kind of middle center knob and the sides actually still have traction to dig when you're in the, in the sand and off road. And so you can get a lot more than you think. It just doesn't look as pretty when you have that, you know, that pretty pavement. Slot right around the middle. I run mine down pretty far. Yeah. I mean, they usually, they just look like a slick in the middle when I finally take them off and I get free tires. <laughs> so I could, <laughs> I could take them off, but you really don't need to. And then they work really good on
3: the street when you're going straight. <laughs> okay. Cool. So I think it's time for ad breaks and then we'll come back with Ristorendo and some more questions afterwards. Okay. Sounds good. We'll see you in a few minutes.
0: If you've ever seen anyone in my bikes, they all have flex handlebars on them. What are those, Jimmy? Well- Fast Company, that's www.fastco.com, makes the flex handlebar. And it's essentially suspension built into your handlebars. They make bad forks good. They absorb impacts like you wouldn't believe. And they're really tough. And I've been running for over 20 years. And I don't think I've ever bent a set. And if I have, I forgot about it. It was a long time ago. So these are American made products. And until you run them, you won't realize how good they are. The reason this works is the flex handlebar is stiff laterally through the steering path, but allows it to be forgiving from the load path without sacrificing control or input. This means it basically dampens the forces that you don't want, and it doesn't affect the forces you do want. So it steers properly and takes the pain out of your wrists. So if you're looking for good feel in your handlebars without suffering from catastrophic impacts or complaining that your forks are too harsh the flex handlebar is the solution they make other products like the spoke torque wrench impact pegs really trick brake clevis and brake spring kits and clicker adjusters so if you're looking to get some of this stuff check out www.fastco.com that's spelled f-a-s-s-t-c-o.com remember two s's In fast.
2: What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24 7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto co-branded components come with a no-questions-asked lifetime warranty, and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM, and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store everything that we carry is something that we have personally used tested and ridden and raced and knows meets uh, the high taco touch demanding standard go out and get some adventure
0: okay we're back almost i was still trying to type my description for my instagram right post i was was gonna have to step
3: in and, and carry the show for a few seconds there
0: it's okay go for it yeah Hey, this is everybody's favorite segment of the show brought to you by Takamoto.co. Yep. So if you need to make your Husky 350 that you wish was an FX and you bought the S into the bike of your dreams, you go to Takamoto.co and they have all the stuff there. They even have that awesome funnel that I like now I'm mad when it doesn't work on certain bikes. So a lot of my bikes have big gas tanks. There's mm-hmm. a warning for somebody that's getting that thing. If your bike has a big gas tank, it may not work. They need to make like a shorty version like of it. a short version, yeah. That's what they need to make. They need to shorten that sucker down. They should have consulted me for some product evaluation before they built it. I would have figured this out and they mm-hmm. could save millions on retooling that particular thing. But I like that thing. Um, what else do they got? They have tidy tail kits and... They have an underwater – they make your bike so it can run underwater, too. I saw I saw that one time.
3: Yeah, it's still in development, they say, though. It's still in development. You can order it. Right. I just wait for electric bikes to come out first. Yep. So
0: what you do, if you want to be part of this segment, if you want a chance at 100 bucks, is you send us a description of your bike. So what that requires is you put the – you're making model of your motorcycle. It's really, really helpful for us because although I can identify 9 out of 10 without referring to a reference manual – Sometimes I'm just completely confused because you guys do amazing things to your motorcycles. So then we talk about you list off your description of what you did, put a little bit of effort into it, maybe put like $3 worth of effort into it. And I think that's a fair investment considering that you have no idea what we're going to pick as the winner. And it's not the best bike. It depends on what, Logan? The rider. Oh, the rider. No, it depends on my mood. Oh, yeah, a lot of (laughs) it. So, okay, what are we going to start with?
1: Jason Miller. Okay,
0: I got the picture here. Jason Miller. Oh, I know this bike. I mean, I don't know it, but I know what bike it is. This is, in my opinion, if you're talking about like 650cc dual sport bikes, this is the best all around one. And people will just think I'm crazy when I say this.
3: Better than a KLR?
0: Yes, because it does it. It does everything better than the KLR performance wise. You don't love a KLR because of its performance, I will say. Um, it's a KLR is a good bike. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. that did the guy? Did the guy ever get back to us with the KLR no. question? No? no. Maybe next time. So I, I didn't even put it in here. Got it. Well, we don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, anyways, two thousand three dr. Holy shit! Look at that list. Yeah, there's two.
0: <laughs> there's yeah. two
1: lists. Oh, yeah, had to add. Last a little bit there. Uh, TM forty delete. The internet hype was just that. BST forty jetted to perfection. Throttle return cable delete. What is a BST? 40 um a jet kit
0: no i i mean so so the macuni carburetor on it is a is a um it's a uh vacuum it's a diaphragm it's a throttle uh, Uh, cv that's right cv (laughs) it's been a while since i talked about this we're in the fuel injection era these days uh And I just saw something about Suzuki going, like, they pulled out a MotoGP, so everybody's, like, in this panic. Like, they're going to quit making motorcycles. They're going to quit selling motorcycles. Like, they've been selling the same motorcycles for the last 15 years. What, this is a 2003? I think you can get one of these brand new right now with a carburetor still. Uh, But the big upgrade for this bike would be go to fuel injection. Anyways, so the CV carburetor uh, actually works pretty damn good on this bike. But, so obviously, BST. I don't know what that is. We'll worry about it later. So,
1: okay, keep going. Airbox mod, Leo vine, Vince muffler, good muffler, quiet insert. Two fifth gears gets me every time. <laughs> oh, uh, Barnett
0: clutch springs. Like two fifth gears. Does he have like a shift? I because I because I think the one of the biggest holdbacks on that bike is. That it does not have a six-speed.
1: I think it's a five-speed, if I remember correctly. But Does he shift it, like gets in fifth and then shifts it again, thinking there's another gear? Yeah, probably. Okay. That's, yeah. Clutch, switch, delete. Oh, Barnett, clutch, springs, kickstand, switch, delete. Uh, 520 chain upgrade, a Cherby skid plate, a Cherby's fuel tank, fuel pump, delete. Fuel pump delete.
0: There's no fuel pump in there. <laughs> I think he's being funny. Gravity and... Th- that's a good tank, though. That's that's the one mod that you do, and then it becomes a KLR 650 with extra horsepower and better
3: suspension. Oh, okay. Yeah, just so you know. Do you still have the KLR? Oh, that thing ain't going anywhere. Okay. Yeah. Gravity and
1: Bernoulli for the reliability... JNS down and back foot peg mounts. Chincenium foot pegs. It's like Chinesium. Oh. Race tech emulators and stiffer springs in the fork. Revalved rear shock for, with stiffer springs. Okay, he's got springs on his rear shock. That's almost as bad
0: as finding a herd of meese. <laughs>
1: JNS LED Headlight Vision X Accessory Light Renthal bar, Warp Nine Bar Risers Otter Case Belt Attach f- for Phone Mounted via Mounted to Bar via Chunk of Heater Hose Cyclo Handbars Handle Guards Warp Nine Levers sh- Stock fork getters, Wife Loves Them Gators
0: getters. Gators Yeah Gators
1: JNS oil cooler guard, JNS chain guide, seat concept seat. Seat this- concept seat, we're back mm-hmm. in the game. Oh, yeah.
0: Remember, because every single bike used to have a seat concept seat. Now we need to get seat concepts back
3: mm-hmm.
0: in the game. I was going to, I actually called yesterday. I, I need to call today.
1: This bike has massive power, excellent handling, and reliability of an anvil. Actually, that last part may have. Been mostly false, except for the anvil part. This bike got character. That's worth something, right? That's a really good bike. He's done. He's done a lot of. He's done
0: a little bit too much, maybe. But I think he's done a lot of the right things. Did you say double take mirrors? No. I, I see him. Should mention those things. Oh yeah, I see him too. I see him too. They look like double take mirrors. That that's that's a that's a good one with us. We like double take. So okay. um that's a roost. It's it's a 100% roost. People say I don't like Suzuki's. And I just called it the best dual sport. I think we picked it as dual sport bike of the year one year at Cycle World Magazine. Maybe. And I got like, and that was like a hot segment at the time. Eric Winden. And got a lot of flack. But the cool thing was my boss used to let me Way in and be the guy when it came to picking the dirt bikes and the, the dual sport bikes and yeah heavy on the adventure bikes um Didn't when you? we were doing that i had i actually had some pull down there even though i was low man on the totem pole i was huh. pretty much brooming the garage and riding the dirt bikes
3: nice
0: was this before this is before or during dirt rider oh this is this is 12 years before dirt rider for oh, wow. 12 years before dirt rider
1: yeah okay logan let it rip what do we got eric winden 2021 Husqvarna FE501S, C-Concepts Comfort Seat, Trail Tech, uh, uh, Voyager uh, Pro. C-Concept Seat again? Amazing. Cycra Handguards Pro Taper, Windham, Mid-Bend Bars, Precision, Per-Banolic, Dampener. A Cherry's 3.9 Ball Buster Tank, Athena Git, ECU, Pro Moto Billet End Cap, tubeless front and rear switching to moose monocule monocle molecule molecule skid emperor racing rad Is he,
0: so he's he's guard. going he's going down the, the the cut the words in half then yeah. he's he's typed so much stuff about his bike he doesn't want to spell out radiators guard and skid plate
2: mm-hmm.
0: oh, that just made it worse by saying that
1: bulletproof rear discard bulletproof Front lug guard. Uh, yes, okay. there is a bullet. F- yeah. A f- okay. Yeah. yeah. Lug. Oh wait. Wait. Front disc guard. Yeah. Jimmy, I suck in fallen rocks. Yes, it has some Dane's, <laughs> Kinder Parker DTS. Reading. Okay. He's he he made
0: some he made some excuses for his 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 case. So he's, I. I that's that's manning up. That's good. Um. Cause I, it's funny because I'm looking at the photo angle again here, like we do on this show. Mm-hmm. And they're they're getting really crafty about the angles they shoot of the bikes when okay. they have the front discard.
3: They're like Jimmy won't see it, and I can kind of see it. I, Who is this again? Eric, Eric Winden. Eric Winden. Okay, so this isn't. There, there's another photo where he he got really crafty, but uh-huh. also admitted to the. To the front oh the, yeah I'll, I'll show you the image on on this screen when we get to that's that okay that's so
0: if you're if you're listening to this um <laughs> if you're following the show the the discard thing the front discard thing is just one of my pet peeves uh although i i felt i you know i i evidently can feel them and not by bashing them <laughs> into rocks <laughs> but uh no i think he's got a pretty well set up bike what year is it
1: uh 2021
0: 2021 Looks all nice. He's got his. He's a lower number than that with a with a bike like that. Shouldn't be running up at 260. six. He's got good gear. He's got climb gear on. Mm-hmm. Liking that. Um, looks like he's roosting. He's doing a jump. What, what good photo. What's stri- uh novice stripe? Green. Oh. Yeah. That's why his number is so good. Because he's new. New to racing.
2: Yeah.
0: That's fine. He's gonna. He's gonna, that. This bike is gonna carry him to much lower numbers. It sounds like it's well set up. Um, Kenda tires too, huh? And Cinco front. Cinco front? Fatty front. Oh, a Kenda rear and a Cinco front. That's that's actually that's actually kind of a popular combo for some guys. It's usually a popular combo because they look at that Parker DT front and they go, No way. (laughs) Roost. The eraser heads. It's good. Yeah, the little eraser head knobbies that really grab the ground, especially under braking. Next one, Logan. Liz Coco. Liz... No, don't hand me that. No, read it. The last name. Liza... Coco. Yeah, Yeah. that's Coco. Liza Coco.
1: 2020 FE 350. Wait, a
0: girl listens to this show? Or am I making a judgment that I shouldn't be based on a name?
1: I think that's how you lose more female followers.
0: Is by acknowledging that it's a good looking bike I like yeah. the graphics right straight away yeah that 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 takes a woman's touch right probably <laughs> have you seen my bikes Logan all my graphic packages
1: did you look at mine
0: yeah I know we had this discussion right
1: we have the same
0: yeah we have the same tastes department. in the bikes that we ride We uh, we basically don't look at the bikes that we ride nice <laughs> we look at your bike and judge it but
1: other than that only mods are a Cyclops headlight, fork wrap, turn signals, flush mount rear signals, LED flasher. Got rid of the huge, ugly stock plate holder, a Cheruby skid plate, and dirt tires. That's a solid
0: bike. I like it. Super. It's clean. It the graphics package is clean. It looks clean. It's cleaned up, but it's dirty. Yep that's a good bike yeah that's that's that that one right now is is right up in the lead for the uh takamoto for the takamoto uh, thing i would it, agree cause, it's, cause it's it, being used it has the right stuff and it could use just a little bit more it's a it's a worthy candidate and is, is it our first female submission in first one in a while not our first oh, one it's not our
3: first one it's been first one in a while
0: Oh yeah, we have had a few. Man, how many people have submitted their bikes to us? We're gonna uh, have to. We need to retire this board. We need to pin another. everything on, retire it, and make it and hang it up there, or make another one.
3: Yeah, I'll tell you how many we've. Oh, you keep track? Uh, yeah, because I keep it all in one giant dock, so we can just oh. know. And it also helps me know who's submitting a second bike. And also, it takes oh, it out. cheaters! Cutting the cheaters out. Yeah, well there's a lot of people who submitted before the Takamoto thing so Okay. Oh, the, yeah, they get a yeah, second chance. so right chance. now we are coming up on about 220, 215 submissions. Wow. Since we started doing this? Yeah.
0: Awesome. Okay. What's next?
1: Darren St. yves Darren St. yves Yeah. 2020 KTM
3: 350 EXC-F mine. Oh, it's his bike. Yeah. He he submitted three separate bikes, and I, I went with his with his, his bike his
0: bike okay yeah
3: cool. did he, he was, submit his like his dad's bike or his brother's bike or he submitted what? his bike his wife's bike and his daughter's bike oh were they cooler than this one mm, well one of them is my one of my favorite bikes a KLR six fifty CRF two thirty a CRF two thirty yeah I almost I actually I was
0: uh, I don't know. I was gonna buy one another one. Oh, you should. <laughs> no, I, I, I,
3: I actually kind of want to buy one. I think I found a Yamaha TTR 230 that I might. That, that was my second ever motorcycle, actually, was a TTR
2: 230.
3: Hmm. Yeah. Okay,
1: Logan, keep going. Kenda gauntlet tires, Nitro Moose, standard front, plushie in the rear, P3 header guard, a Cheruby skid plate, fork end guards, swing arm guards, and front radar guard, radiator guards with damage appears to be Jimmy Lewis certified
0: <laughs> but no I think that I think the sk- I think the guard is not one of the big giant um, it's his, not one of the big his ones. this is the plastic one that's okay the, the like the yeah. plastic one is
3: fine it's the big giant aluminum ones that I that you I know? get a little uh, I'm going to pull up a a picture for you too you're going to like this Oh okay I oh, don't know here we <laughs> go so, so Here, he's, he's, a, he's got
0: he's, the hardened row set up. Oh, he put my sticker on it. Yeah. How did he get, that isn't even a sticker. How did you get that? He, he put some extra effort into that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that thing's carbon fiber, by
3: the way. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, it's light. Man, it's, it's scuffed up. It is. Yeah. So, for the, for the podcast people, I just pulled up a picture of the of a carbon fiber discard with the Jimmy Lewis sticker on it, but it's not a sticker. Oh, it's sticker enough. It looks yeah. like he put a sticker on it. I think it's the patch that you guys give out. Oh, I think that, I think you're right. It's our graduate patch. Yeah, look at yeah. the edges.
0: It could not be the graduate. No, that's a that's a pa- piece of paper that was cut out. I think. Yeah, he made it. He sharp edges yeah. made it there. So okay, so we have got the disc. He's disqualified himself with the disc guard.
1: <laughs> Enduro engineering re- rear radiator guard wrap around hand Wait, guards. Rear radiator guard. Rotor guard. Rear rotor guard. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Clutch <laughs> c- cylinder guard ignition wire guard, wood wet Midwest Mountain Engineering levers, JD Fuel turner, Tuner, Pro Moto Billet Muffler End Cap Spark Rester. Chris Blaze Racing 7-ounce Flywheel Weight, e-smogged. And that's in the clutch. That you, is a Flywheel Weight? Yeah, is that, that yeah. Flywheel Weight goes on the clutch, believe it or not. Oh. Yeah. Euro KTM Air Boot Samco Thermostat Bypass Host Kit Suspension Tuned by Evo Indus- Industries Giant Loop Pull Straps Front and Rear J Mount GPS Mount
0: Giant Loop makes those straps now I, I've always been the Tuggers I use the Tugger Guys Um, The, the, the bike disappeared It's gone You want to back up? Just a little bit more Everybody can we, We've all had to look at it For that long While we look at the list So I guess we can I mean is my face really better than that motorcycle?
1: I want to see what, like, our most modded
3: out bike on here is. And I want to see their... It's the one with... It's, it was the guy with the... The, the spreadsheet, A spreadsheet? Remember, there's a guy who submitted a spreadsheet.
1: Yeah. this this. I want to see his daily driver vehicle.
3: His car or whatever. How modded that thing is. Probably, like... I can't tell you why I think of this color, but probably like a gray sprinter van that's really nice on the inside. Yeah. What does this have to do with? No clue. But I just wanted to. So this that.
0: bike I'm looks. This bike looks really, really stock, but it has a lot of stuff done to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not, it's not, not scratched. Oh, he did. He did. He did show some scratches though, so it is getting used.
2: Yeah.
3: That's a roost. That's a. There's a lot of good ones that's tonight. That's a full. That's a full. I don't think <laughs> we've had one that's endowed. No, yeah. we didn't. It was just they, they were all. Oh wait, we, we got, got more. We got one, one more. One. more. <laughs> this one's got a long list. We had a long, a lot of long parts list for this episode. I must have
0: complained last week because like we had three that were like four words. Yeah, and, we and, now, a bunch. and now oh. I'm kind of missing those oh. again. And yeah, Jimmy, I mean, you yeah. should have
3: seen how many more got submitted after the show. Yeah, clipped, clip, clip. No, no, they're they're just they're they're going to oh. go on to the next shows. Okay, what do we got, Logan? Oh, Sean M. Yep, I like where he puts his
1: uh, license plate. 2007 KTM 300 XCW 170 hours, new top end and vortex B piston, all new bearings, wheels, stock swing arm, steering stem, FMF gnarly, power core two, suspension respung and revalved, V Force four reeds, JD jetting kit, Boyson clutch cover, Trail Tech kickstand, test impact, rear wheel. 18 inch tubeless IRC JX8 gummy tire GT JT sprocket drivetrain TMD chain guide 14 inch XC billet triple clamp 14 foot and then a 17 foot XC plastic front plastics it's a 7 i think 14 a the year yeah i think it's from a 14 gpr steering stabilizer easy pole clutch lever skid plate flatland racing radiator guard rear discard cycra hand guards china pegs tusk brake and shift pedals it's it's
0: funny this guy i'm just like analyzing his stuff like i do he's 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 got a mix of like Super budget, yeah. And then buying some stuff that's like higher end. You know, when he started talking about his drivetrain, it's that JT. I think, I think the JT chain and sprockets. I think they, I I don't know. They they used to not be Chinese stuff. I don't know what they are now. But he's put TM Design Works, um, uh, chain guide and stuff on it, which is pretty good stuff. And then and then to upgrade to the 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 triple clamps and all that stuff up on the front end. He's got a steering stabilizer on it. Got a little bit of a bar rise going on there too. Yeah. I guess you have to with that.
3: Yeah. With the steering stabilizer with that thing.
0: Um, I want to know how that, that um, does that license plate help with the balance of the front wheel. It's a good call there, Logan. Um, yeah. Uh, but it's a, you know, the Chinese, the Chinese pegs <laughs> and then, you know, using the, like the Tusk wheels, which I've actually got a couple of those and they work pretty good. So, but the bike looks clean for an '07. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have a 200 that's still of that uh, thing. And Bob is raising his hand over in the peanut gallery. And
2: the last two people you had on there, did they what? drop their bikes a lot?
0: Do they drop them? I don't know why.
2: They've got all the. All the
0: stuff. Well, he they, they, they he's running the gummy tire, which means that he's probably you know riding a little bit more gnarly trails and stuff. And it's it's funny how much that those tires haven't been around for more than you know five years, four years, and now they're pretty popular. Lots of guys are running these things. So that and that. It's funny how much that front fender cleans up the look of that motorcycle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the new, you know, it's the new style triple clamp. Like you said, 17 triple clamp. That's uh, a pretty, that's a pretty good mod. That's a, that's a smart, that's a smart mod. And if you, yeah, like a, the, the 300s back then, what was this, 2007? Man, they, the frame, problem with this bike is that in a year or two, 2009, I think it was, the frame got so much better and on the 200 you didn't really notice it but on the bigger bikes the bikes with power you did you you noticed that it worked a lot better but we had a pretty good we got a pretty good suspension setting for this thing I I like this bike I think it's a it's another it's another roost it's a it's a good one who do you think gets the money logan who gets 100 bucks from takamoto um is anybody in the chat room that that's that's got their bike on the board right now yeah Let's see. Let's go. Let's go there. Are you? Def- are you? Are you on the show defending your? You want to defend your thing because we we could throw some questions at you.
3: <laughs> yeah, the vast majority of our listeners definitely listen to this, and the once we upload it though. Oh, it's after it's after yeah, the fact. Yeah. Okay, so we're just uh, just
0: trying to you know just check my
3: my vote is for that that uh, Husqvarna. All right, Eric, Eric's here. Eric's here and eric was which which
0: bike was uh eric the, oh, the dr 650 want... no Miller-Ti-Moto. no no miller Timoto is the dr 650 he's saying it was the, that's the, you know what we should do we should allow the chat to participate in the in the decision as well okay. i mean i have i'm
3: i have uh what it's it, whatever jimmy's feeling that night so right if you're feeling like the chat should make the decision um Bob, did you win
0: with your old WR two fifty? I don't know if I had su- it
3: submitted it. Did he submit it? Oh yeah, he submitted
0: it. Submitted it. The F E so Eric was the FE five oh one. Yeah. Okay. And then Miller Time with the DR and then Darren with Was was Miller time he, is he picking it or was that was actually him? That's him. That's him. Okay. Uh, I like Well his name might help help out with the the thing, right? let not him, this. I like Miller time. Jason
3: nice. Miller.
0: Jason Miller. Okay. Huh? Miller
3: time moto. Okay. Well, I, no, I like I liked Miller time when it was Miller time. Oh, Champagne yeah. of beers. Oh, yeah. 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 Miller high life. <laughs> well, got pot. If, I, if I was going to make it out for that Tonopah pot thing, I was going to bring a few of those. Oh, it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tonopah thing got clipped
0: today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard yeah. it. It was. It wasn't the most effective use of everybody's time. I.
3: Think. I'm with G Wiz here. I think G Wiz give it the win to the female with the sweet husky. <laughs> it was a stock bike and I, had good it, graphics. It,
0: the bike looked clean. I, I I like that. And I'm not. It's not just. It's, it has nothing to do with the fact that a girl owned it. Other than that, that I've, brought, I've brought that way up. Western Rogers is with us. Yeah. Too much. Well, he could be agreeing that it could be the 501s. He didn't. He didn't really <laughs> post. <laughs> it's uh, just a quick. It's just a quick answer. What do you think, Logan? Um, you hate getting put put on the spot. Yeah, you were really I bad last this, time. This the what, voting. If your bike was in there,
3: would it win? His bike was in there back when we first started it, and it was originally it's, his dad's bike. Yeah, it's the second one from the bottom. Uh,
1: it it you I mean it didn't roost? It was horrible. It was the second worst spike,
0: right next to George's, the other co-host yep. who used to come on this show. Um, okay, it's it's the highest on the one on the roost. I think that's it got placed up there. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> San Felipe Bob votes for the Yamaha. By the way, Yamaha sponsoring the show. Isn't
3: he a beta guy?
0: Yeah, I and thought you were a, a beta, beta guy. guy. What happened? Yeah,
3: what's up with this? No, he, yeah. he can't vote for the Yamaha.
0: Maybe he sold his beta and he didn't tell anybody. Oh, well, maybe. <laughs> um, I was going to do a Yamaha read about a YZ125. Yeah, I
3: don't, the, those, those papers disappeared. They yeah. did. I think they got soaked on and then... Oh, I know, I spilt all over yeah, them. Yeah, and, the and then I moved them for Better Rider and I don't know where they went. We need to reproduce those. Do we have a video clip
1: of the YZ125? that'd be kind of a cool ad read it was
0: on my instagram profile so gotta go there just go there yeah i think i might put it on dirt bike test i don't remember
3: i didn't see the one that 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 was like both of us passing by but no that was a horrible video okay it wasn't very good i'm i'm gonna
0: go with the logan you have to pick first come on you can't get out of it that easy you're you're part of this the whole thing you cannot waffle this is not belgium Next time, you're going to have a knob on your front, a pull, a pull, a pull. Belgium. I thought it was Sweden. No, Belgium, Belgium waffles. waffles.
3: Belgium waffles?
0: Oh, right. Belgian waffles? France always does. They they surrender, though. Logan's being like France.
3: Those are frog legs. Yeah. Okay.
0: Come on, Logan. What do you got? Uh, do,
3: do, do, do. do. <laughs> yeah, we need that sound effect, too. Do, you're, do, you're you like do, the husky do, too? Do. Yeah, I like the husky as well. Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh Lisa.
0: Lisa. Yeah. Sorry, Miller. Time. That's a uh, that's uh It was it was it was a close one actually. All so all it, good. I was,
3: I uh, Lisa Coco Coco Lisa Coco Coco. Congratulations or hundred dollar co- Tacoma gift co- certificate. Co- yours. Co- just reach out co- 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 to co- me co- at, co- Matt co- at Jimmy Lewis co- Off Road. Co- yes. Uh, send yeah send matt your request
0: back in and he might even uh, remember uh doing that so okay do we have any other do we have any other questions um i think there's some on the sheet still
1: yeah on the sheet Um, okay bust that out eric wyden bring nate on the podcast more often he was a great writer on the he was great (laughs) on the better writer podcast so there he's talking about uh we did a better writer podcast and i
0: brought a classic uh good friend of mine crazy nate shakwa and uh i joked about you know it's it's spelled exactly like it's pronounced and so matt m- misspelled it on all i have i have i have a rant about that all of our all of our it. uh yeah it was misspelled on all of our every single thing. opportunity it was misspelled and so he had to go in and fix it but yep. the best part was when i texted it to him i texted i texted him the correct spelling and it auto corrected it took out like a u
3: yeah so that that's why i think what happened to me oh okay <laughs> cuz i think i so what happened was I had copied it from our Go- website. So you're saying Google doesn't know how to pronounce Shakwa. Shakwa. No, I don't think so. Cause what happened was I had
0: okay, copied try his, this right his now. name,
3: his last name from our, from our website. And I pasted it into one of the descriptions and uh, I just kept copying and pasting on our, our webs we- on our website. It's wrong. No, no. The website it's right. Oh yeah. When yeah. I pasted it, I, and I hit enter. I think it corrected it somewhere. And then I just kept copying from that, from that description. So that's what I think happened. Okay. But the fat, but you know, the, it's still hundred percent me because I never caught it. Shakwa, I'm just. Oh, it's perfect.
2: Matt, uh, he's
0: used to that. Yeah. Is. Having his name mispronounced. Oh,
2: misspelled, mispronounced.
0: He's lucky. You remember what his name is? Yeah. Like my name got changed a couple of weeks ago. Did yeah. You know, yeah. Not Turned not into F know. F was my first name and U was my second name. <laughs> I was on a competition review board, or not really. I was advising a competition review board. And I turned into <laughs> people just came and told me what they thought my name was. No. It was usually a statement.
2: <laughs>
0: they have lawyers with them? Uh, uh, I uh, Someone did mention something about lawyers. Yes. I'm kidding, you're not. I, I like he 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 started out with my friend, and then and then you know something about my friend, and then and then it, he used words like um, subpoena and what was the other word that d- don't usually happen in discussions with friends. Uh, hey, Jim, depose
3: that big that big picture in front. Of you? Just just rip it off. Yeah,
0: subpoena and dispo depose, and I I basically said um, my friends don't use those words. <laughs> so it's good good times glad glad you have those people on retainer
1: (laughs) okay iron thumb says the yz 250 fx seems to be the best off-road bike dirt bike in all the reviews
0: this is true even if a girl rides it Mm -hmm. because that was posted on i didn't know that um trevor had a girl ride with you guys
3: that, she wasn't with us that day. Oh, she wasn't with you that day. That was a different location. A okay. Different day, yeah. I I had never met her before, and actually, I listened to what she said, and it was really interesting to hear her perspective. uh It made me want. It made me rewatch what I said and what Trevor said, just to kind of see what how a different body type and different rider thinks from you know, like Trevor. Is she faster
0: than you? That's
3: the question. She said she was a pro, so probably faster than me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it's not it's not about the body type matt it's about how they twist the throttle. the throttle doesn't doesn't matter well no she she had besides the yamaha totally different from what i thought uh ranking wise where'd she pick it so you know she had the yamaha at first uh-huh. and after that it was polar opposite she had gas gas second and then i think yamaha uh honda third and then Kawasaki uh fourth hmm and what was the what was the main reason for the yamaha Uh, just for the same reason that we all like it. It's, you know, super smooth power, really great suspension. And I, I just love that chassis. And so Kawasaki last. Kawasaki was last for her. What was the reason? Uh, she didn't like the power, if I remember right. She, she didn't like the low end power and everything she said made sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, it will I'll hear you. You yeah, different opinions. I, that's why you have different people ride the bike, so you can get mm-hmm. some different opinions, just like I was talking about tires. If mm-hmm. I tell you a tire, I really like it, and you should try it, and you try it, and you don't like it, then we probably don't like the same kind of things, tires, whatever it is, power mm-hmm. delivery, stuff like that. So um, uh, Evan Parker has a question up there. What,
1: what are your it? thoughts on the 2001 YZ400F? That was the first – four stroke to enter the ama races to beat the 252 strokes
0: well it it was a works bike that bike and i never got to ride that bike that was the one that doug henry raced and um uh steel frame i believe i think so. yeah as well. steel steel frame uh quite a you know quite a bit different but the time it was what it what it had and i remember riding the very first yz 400 is all of a sudden you had twice the length of power band in every gear. This was the, the the first thing I noticed is you just didn't have to shift the bike that much where on a two stroke, you're always, you know, you're just so used to banging shifts and all of a sudden, and I'd ridden a lot of four strokes, but I'd never ridden one with really that long of a power band. And KTM at the same time was introducing, you know, on, on the enduro side, they were introducing some bikes and, uh, but Yamaha had the, it's, so 2001, I'm trying to remember which one I rode first, whether I rode the KTM first or the, I think I rode the YZ first. And it was the first production style four stroke I rode with a, with a pumper carburetor, a proper working pumper carburetor, not some aftermarket crazy thing. And so that, that lag or delay that I was used to with more of these heavier flywheel, like, you know we'll call it xr 600 type chug 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 four strokes all of a sudden that was gone now you had a four stroke that that picked up and and revved and just revved forever and
2: Mm -hmm.
0: that was uh that's what i i thought of it and like right then i knew it was game you know it was gonna it was it was gonna be a little while just because the weight was a was a big issue but if people would just um you know it's just like we talked about electric bikes it's going to take a couple of years for them to figure out how to
3: you know make everything fit in but mm-hmm. it didn't take didn't take very long so one thing i do want to know here uh, oh, it, it, i thought it was 90. earlier than 2001 i just looked it up and it says it was yeah he said 90, 1998 i i'm trying to i thought I have it was
0: 98 a, when he went across is there a piston like what does that say that piston right up there what does that say on that piston logan jimmy lewis well, I know it says my name, but it, it, it says a year. That's the year I rode the YZ... That's the...
1: 97.
0: Oh, so, so in 97,
3: I rode the very first YZ400. Nice. See, I remember uh, that stuff. I don't know how I remember this stuff. Well, so actually, so I actually have a question for you. I wanted to say for the show. It was because I was doing some research on the YZ450 idea that we had. Right. Uh, one thing I never realized is that before Yamaha switched reverse the motor that they had three intake valves on yeah. the four strokes I didn't I didn't know this was a thing
0: yeah five valve yeah. it was it was it was big with their street bikes they had five valve heads and and all of the up until 2010 all of the YZs um 250 and 450
3: were five valve heads mm-hmm. so so yeah. uh, what was the advantage to having three intake valves versus more intake valve velocity
0: more space mm-hmm. more more overall the the bigger port essentially Right. three smaller ones was bigger and then they did just better intake velocity like Bob had
3: said and um, that was just their that was their thing their philosophy yeah because I, w- I would see okay so the three intake valves were smaller than say the two uh, the two exhaust ones then right so okay. it, was, it, it they, they no were able too. they were able to spread them out around
0: the head a little bit different but okay. it was it was it was a little bit complicated in the, in the cam architecture and mm-hmm. stuff like that it wasn't as wasn't as easy and Bob's raising his hand the
2: uh, four valve. Technology caught up to the
0: five right asset. so yeah technology well now look at look at you know KTM is using a single cam in their in their big four stroke and everybody else is going to double overhead cams and Honda still uses Honda still single cam but like everybody thought you had to go to this double overhead cam and, and you know to get the right kind of valve angles and stuff and KTM is using still kind of a very simplistic they've never really switched from from it um you know, Honda has the, the unicam, which is interesting because they're doing a slightly different um they're using like a finger follower rocker um to get the uh um so they're doing they're doing their cam is sitting over the intake valves and so it's shim over shim under bucket on the intakes and then the exhausts are operated on a on a on a roller cam that that has finger followers on it and so you see, you've seen a lot i mean this everybody's trying different things and i think a lot of it has um you know it's it has to do with a lot of patents different patents that companies have and different things but there's some there's some it's kind of it's and the 250 fs that's why everybody has the the double overhead cams is like you need to do that to get the kind of powers that the rpms that they're running and the 450s aren't running that high of an rpm so that's my take on that. Um 2000 and 2001 was the 426 says Bill O'Neill. Thank you. Uh yeah, I get confused on my uh No, in and I did not ride the works uh YZ400. I rode uh the production one, but it, actually the ones we rode were like pilot production or pre-production. They were they were um real early bikes, but that's when that's when that uh that's when that came out. Because I, I knew I rode
3: the Yamaha before I rode the KTM. Mm-hmm. Or that's now I'm remembering this. And right? Because didn't K, KTM? They came out with their four stroke motocross bike pretty shortly after this, or around the same time they're developing it. Well, they bought Husaberg, right? And that was the, the Husaberg engines, sort of. Yeah, they KTM did some stuff, but Husaberg had bikes like this a lot.
0: You know, a lot earlier, mm-hmm. but they were running. They run in bin carburetors. I don't remember what carburetors the Husebergs were running, but I wrote I rode some of the Husebergs, the early Husebergs, mm-hmm. and they ran good, but they did not have that kind of throttle response. And they had good, you know, architecture up in the cylinder head and stuff, and they made good power. But when when the carburetors, that'd be that's interesting. I have to kind of look back and see what they they, they had they had the Norton being they were Del Orto. they had Del Orto carburetors on the four stroke for sure, because the KTM's even at the time, um, the KTM. The other motor, before the RFS motor, the LC4 motor was running Delorto carburetors. So, yeah, good question, Evan. Um, man, brings back uh, memories. How, man, how much, how, how, stuff is advanced. <laughs> biggest thing is fuel injection, though. That's the yeah. biggest thing.
3: I, I think I, – I don't remember where I heard it. it. was something about Chad Reed was talking about how when he hopped back on his two-stroke, 250, to go do some laps. I think – I don't remember which Supercross it was this year. Just like – Right, yeah. Just appreciate He said he was just terrified compared to uh, like of the bike cutting out and everything just because – Yeah, bogging or hiccuping. From, and the for, from the fuel injection.
0: Yeah. You get you get used to you – know, you get used to that, and it's what's funny with all these people that are – you know saying that that this especially with the two stroke right now with with KTM going everything that KTM is going to be bringing is is fuel injected even Husky announced their motocross bikes which are now fuel injected mm-hmm. the two strokes are fuel injected if you ride one of those and then you go back it'll be really interesting to ride those because they're they're going to need to pick up some fuel some um throttle response compared to where the the XC's and XCW's are currently to make it to a real motocross bike, they definitely – So I'm, they wouldn't be releasing them if they didn't have that kind of snap and response. But if you ride those and then you go back and ride a carbureted one, you're just going to go, whoa, what were we thinking? Right. I, I'm I'm pretty convinced of this. So,
3: Well, I remember I remember people calling electric start stupid as well.
0: Yeah, well, they, the KTM started calling them restarters. They didn't mm-hmm. even call them electric start because they were worried
3: that <laughs> – they, 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 you couldn't just lay on them, but I'll never forget when I strode up to Sandy Valley with my Huseberg, and people were asking me why I had two kill, two kill switches on my handlebars. Um,
0: motocross track, yeah, motor yeah. Bros, it's awesome. Okay, we got any other questions over there, Logan?
1: Uh, comment. Okay, John Jackson says, um, as far as semi-active suspension goes, the Fox Live Valve system is used in four-wheel off-road racing. Effective. If it can handle a 1,000 horsepower, 140 miles per hour trophy truck, then I'm pretty sure it's not much of a stretch to use it on two wheels. Fox also uses this t- technology on UTVs and mountain bikes. Kayaba Smart Shock is a semi-active system that is being used on sea snow machines out there. Are you going to summer school, Logan? No. No. Can we, can we get you on like a,
0: the reading, a little bit of reading program, like some exercises or something like that? Brake cleaner? No, no, I don't want you sniffing any brake cleaner. No, no no more sniffing brake cleaner. Just some reading exercises for just, just to make those questions flow just a little bit, a little bit smoother. Kind of like, you know, semi-active suspension. Yeah. Yeah. Um, i have never seen on fox's trophy trucks that because they run a couple of them i have not seen that on i have not seen any wires going to any of their shocks bob raises his hand and he Fox says running, uh, he's, he's running active suspension on something so yeah um yeah okay i i i looked at some of my i didn't see too many wires or you know stuff going to it so either they've got it really well hidden or okay i don't i don't pay a whole lot of attention to that but they do it's on some stock utvs and it evidently works really really good so it i'm pretty sure it's going to come down to cost and i think this is when we talked about this last time it's cost Mm -hmm. and packaging and then actually really trying to decide what it needs to do because because, once you have electronic interference you know or something that's changing and it changes at a time when you don't want to and in a in a in a car, a four wheeled vehicle specifically, like your body doesn't influence what's going on all that much, but you get on a motorcycle and your body position changes. And all of a sudden, you know, you do something to counteract something or to pre, you know, to anticipate something. And the shock says, Oh, that's not like, and it does something different. That's not going to be good times Uh, in a car. You know, I, I think that the the you know they 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 were probably able to simulate most you know simulate what most uh, drivers would do and then come up with some some settings or kind of have a pretty good overall understanding of it. But I think there's so many different you know you just watch the way people ride. Some people over the front of the bike. Some people over the back of the bike. Um, some people react differently to different kinds of things, and that's a little bit more of a complex uh, um, scenario for for that shock stuff so um yeah Hope that answers the question it's interesting but john's always on the on the technology thing i think he's on the internet's a lot i think he's checking everything out let it me know when you see too. let me know when you see all of the electric bike reviews coming out because i know it's been ridden but i haven't paid attention to who's ridden it or why they haven't i'm sure there's an embargo of some sort if everybody's ridden the bike they probably are embargoing it because it takes a long time to charge the batteries between letting the journalists show up and ride it. So they can only have so many journalists on so many days. And imagine if you got the first impression, you mm-hmm. know, everybody wants to know what that 80 horsepower on that electric motor feels like. It'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see if they actually got to ride that one. Cause it's a big number for an electric bike and it wouldn't run for very long. And it'd take a long time to charge up. <laughs> so roll right. this back full circle. So anyways, uh, we answered all of our questions. Not, I think we're pretty I don't good. Really, see any more coming in the chat? Okay, we fixed all the we fixed all the world's motorcycle problems, right, Logan? Yep. And you got one more day of school. Two, mm-hmm. one uh, half day, half day of school, yep. and you're out. Yep. And then rage your party at your place. Gonna go ride a dirt bike.
1: Uh, gonna put a door in. Put a door here. Yeah.
0: Oh, good. I'm glad that's on the agenda. <laughs> it's on mine too. It's one of my things. So uh, okay, with that, I'd like to thank Yamaha, and uh, they have awesome four stroke models as well. You can visit yamahamotorsports.com. dot com, and uh, what do you what do you get when you go there, Logan? Victory Zone, victories, Victory Zone, just like Eli Tomac. Yep, yep, Victory Zone. Uh, Monster oh. Energy graphics are available. Yep, and I saw. That someone said that they they are starting to get like they they were, had waited a while for their YZ125 and they started to get them so I'm a uh, I guess they're out there that's good the only bad thing with our YZ125 is air filter and I got a little beef with Trevor because oh. the air filter was all like kind of torn like and so I ordered a new one I got a new one coming mm-hmm. but I don't I don't think we got gotta check the Yamaha quality on the air filters. And oh, give, that that a, give that a check yeah I gotta do a fix I'm gonna what what you need to fix on your YZ125 and right now the only thing you need to fix is air filter that's it yep. so okay which, any yep. other questions uh
3: no all you're, good on my you're end. good yeah Logan good you're good yep
0: Cooper couldn't come in because he doesn't remember who he is because he lives in Vegas he lives in Vegas oh I live yeah. in Vegas too yeah he, he was here you can get yeah maybe have get a carpool buddy
3: yeah there we go so, let's put some gas gas money <laughs>
0: <laughs> so okay everybody um take it easy on logan um it's a full moon that was a there was an eclipse the other night last yeah. night yeah i think lunar eclipse last night Yeah, i saw that so is that that's what's causing the reading problems yep good 100%. okay now we know what the problem is thanks ruben for uh pointing that out i'll be easier on him but he's going to get a whipping when we get off the air so with that everybody we will uh see you next week and see you out in the trail cheers